Hey folks, Rupper here from Two Mutts. I got to tell you a story. I was 15 or 16 years old when I first started trimming my nuts. And like an idiot, I was using scissors. Right? Who uses scissors? I did. Ended up clipping one of the one of the balls. Didn't feel too good. I wish Manscaped was around back then. You know what I'm saying? That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months, that's right, 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, like I did, to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. That's right, I said quiet stroke technology. If you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Don't be an idiot like myself and be using the trimmers or the scissors. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code two months at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Welcome back to the Two Months Podcast presented by Manscaped. I am your host, Joshua Marshall. I'm with my other co-host, Trevor Ruptash. Rupper, how's it going? It's not going good today for me, buddy. It's been a long day. Um, it was a good practice. We had a good practice today, but then I got home and lo and behold, uh, for the 15th time in 15 years, the garage door is off its fr- fucking thing. So... <laughs> I, I must have the biggest, I, I don't know. Somebody tell me why my garage is the only garage in the last 15 years that once a year I have to get fixed. Either the spring pops off or the cables come off or it falls off the track. It's just a not, it's just an issue. And it just happens. Like I said, once a year, I can't even get into the garage right now. I got the wife on the horn calling the garage guy. You know, she's being useful for once, but uh, that's how my night 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 shaping up. That's not good. I know a garage door guy if you need one too. So listen, now everybody knows a garage door guy. I'm gonna give you the my garage door guy. Give him a shout. Yeah, I've called them all. I've talked to them all. Trust me. I don't know. I wonder what's going on. That would be fun fun to find out. That might be a what's bugging rapper, but uh, I think we just had it. Yeah. We just did it. We just did it. Yeah. <laughs> Change the subject. Right off the hall. Change the subject. And I got my other co-host, as you heard there. We got Clay Vanderham. Vandy, how's it going? Vandy is dandy today. Kids are back on the ice. We had utter chaos in our U9 program. We had an awesome practice on Thursday with the U13s. Before we begin, I got I to gotta give a shout out. The wife and I had Valentine's dinner at the Melting Pot last Friday. A little bit, you know, two hours of normalcy, thanks to Corey Wagner. 
and uh, his wife and the staff at Melting Pot for, for us feeling a little normal for a change. It was good. That's good. Did, did Wags pick up the bill? <laughs> no, no, Wags didn't pick up a bill. We had a gift oh, card. Yeah. Though. We did have a gift card, though. We, we did have a gift card. Thing. Yeah. And last but not least, we got Brody McIntyre. Broads, how's it going? Well, great, buddy. Good weekend. Lots of work. Lots of kids hockey. And Rupper was grouchy all weekend. He's lost about 20 pucks probably in the last four practices, and he's losing his marbles. And you know what? I need pucks. The worst part is pucks. I was responsible for them for two practices, and I think he thinks I'm like hawking them and I'm stealing them. They're in my, I'm hiding them under my pillows or something because we're down about 20 pucks, and he's all he's rocking. Might have to that bucket. Listen, enjoy enjoy it, but it's it's a good weekend. That bucket was full last week. I got the bucket back Saturday. It was half full. We put the pucks out on practice on Saturday. I get the puck, the puck bucket back after practice. It's a quarter full. Where are the pucks going? Someone's taking them. So you might have to get an older rough where they can shoot the puck out now. Exactly. You might have to get your brother to get you some oiler pucks from uh, OEG there. Oh, there we go. So. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> exactly so uh i guess we'll start uh you know this podcast is just gonna be us four uh we'll do a lead into our uh we had uh, cam moon on uh earlier this week so uh that will drop probably on thursday so we'll what get- an interview yeah what a guy yeah we'll get into that as we get on here and tease that interview but uh that was a great interview we we uh we look forward to you guys enjoying that but um yeah i will throw it to you rupper battle of alberta i don't know how much you watched of it on friday and saturday but uh thoughts wasn't much of a battle of alberta but took the words right out of my mouth um i don't know what's going on in calgary there i i i think well, like you put just the game that, at a high that... level, rupper. let me sorry to interrupt you there so I, I, sorry to interrupt but you played the game at a high level you coach it at a high level here and you've been around a lot of people in that aspect too what do you see what's going on with Calgary before we get to the orders? What do you see there as a guy that's been in, you know, those kind of positions maybe, or, you know, been around the game long enough? What are you reading there? I, I, I wish I could tell you. It's like they came out, they started, I mean, it could be just a rut, right? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Just because I played somewhere doesn't mean I can read somebody's mind or read the bench. Um, it doesn't look like there's much life life there i mean you, you, you come out on friday night and you know it's a little bit closer of a game and i expected that actually to be more fireworky and it wasn't really then you got kachuk kind of opening his mouth there saturday morning about how he's gonna it's all on him and he's gonna come out and do this and do that and listen i love that guy but one, he lines up against Yama and he's cross-checking a guy that's five foot nothing, a hundred nothing. He's Rudy Rudiger. I don't understand that. And basically he had one good shift and was it the, the, the game was seven to one and he's flopping his gums in the morning. Why didn't he carry that on? Why there was nothing? It was like that I don't see any life with the team. And listen, like I said. I've seen the Oilers play like that. I've seen a lot of teams play like that. They're going through something here and they got to figure it out fast because this season's short, right? So yeah. you can't afford to string, you know, a, a five game losing streak together because if you do that, 
You're you're behind the eight ball. Everybody is in that division is in the same division. So yeah. you're losing. They're they're four they're four point games every night. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I I can't tell you what's wrong with that team, but it just looked lifeless. Like it was, it was great watching it as an Oiler fan last night. And but the game Friday, it was boring. It was a boring hockey game. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I got uh, I got tipped off something this morning, just more more or less of what what might happen. But uh, so I put a tweet out that. But then after I put that out, someone said I'm kind of onto the right thing, and they actually sent me a tweet from John Winwick, who works with ATB, and one of his clients is Mark Giordano. And John Winwick had a pretty much a, a tweet of whatever thing what what you just said, Rupper, of why is you know Matthew Kachuk making it about himself. You know, why is he saying me and I and not the team? So, you know, he kind of went at him and, you know, Winwick and Giordano are close friends. So you kind of wonder if there's uh, some turmoil in that locker room. Uh, Vandy, I'll throw to you. What do you. What's your overall thoughts so far with the Flames? Well, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, to me, I think it's just a rut. I think they hit rock bottom in the rut last night and they, they kind of just, you know, it, it almost not – you never want to say a team gave up, but I think they just – it was they folded the tent and that's it. We'll regroup tomorrow, kind of thing. I think you'll see a different team moving forward. Um, I, you know, Kachuk, I, I love the way he plays and I, I'd love to have him on, on our team, but you know, I, I, I don't know. I think he does have, and we talk about this before, I, this new age player, they, they, they're all, and they're all a kind of a, they've grown up there about themselves right yeah and maybe he does come across like that but i mean the kid the kid can play they'll turn it around they'll be okay like i say i think they'll they just like yesterday was rock bottom and it was i mean give i think trevor's brother maddie credit he said leon and connor we're gonna go nuclear <laughs> and they and they did i mean you give those guys breathing room they're gonna they're gonna make you pay I think with Friday's game, I think what you're seeing is is that structure that Tippett's building is starting to get it's starting to be put in place. But um, yeah, I mean Friday was boring. Yesterday was obviously exciting. The Flames, like you know, they're in a rut. That's yeah. about it, right? And 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 but when yeah, Connor's like, when, when well, Connor's playing like that, you're not. What do you no. do? I mean, Jesus, no. the guy, the guy, ten, ten times out of ten, right? So. He's playing in the best league in the world, and he literally is making guys look look dumb. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. he's he, and, and and you know Matthews, you know he's been on fire too. And I know Bosby probably want to talk a bit about that, but it's I, I what well, I like about it is like their Brody's. No, no, I know. I'll get to Brody yeah. in a sec. But what I liked about it is you know Matthews goes out and has himself a game. Connor says okay yeah. well i'm gonna one up them right so it's i like that little competition it seems like those two guys are happening anyways brody yeah brody what's your thoughts so you think this is a coaching issue do you think it's a rut issue like they haven't got their ottawa games yet they're the only team in the division and not to play ottawa yet so i don't know and Ottawa's actually doing pretty good lately but what are your thoughts i look at the weekend overall friday was a dud it was the most boring hockey game I was almost falling asleep on the couch, which is an absolute positive if you're an Oiler fan because it's Tippett taking over and it's just structure, structure, structure. Like, and then I think it's, and, and there's no hits by Calgary. Calgary didn't hit anybody. Not that the Oilers did either, but 
Both. It was a sleeper Friday night. If I look at Saturday, they had 40 shots on net, guys. So I wouldn't say they folded the tent. They did this, they did that. I think it was just a matter of the Oilers playing good structure because of those 40 shots, it was 40-something or whatever it was. How many times do you sit on the coach going, oh, my God, that was a good scoring chance? Maybe yeah, two or three. Many. Everything was from the outside, so that's just tip it. It's, I, they couldn't get to the middle of the ice. They couldn't do the things they need to do to win hockey games, which is get to the net, which the Oilers didn't allow them to do. And that, to me, that's on tip it. Sure, Calgary's struggling a little bit, but I think it's more uh, positive on the Oilers and the systems and that type of thing. And on the Flames as well, I, I don't think the coaching is fabulous. It's relative because I think there's 31 coaches in the NHL. They're all fucking awesome. So yeah, I don't yeah. think it's great. The one goal that Nude scored, they had uh, Lucic and Dubé out for. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's got to be a mismatch. It's you know, I don't, I don't know what happened there, but that's obviously a mistake. On Calgary's front, Kachuk's fucking awesome. Okay, We can admit he's an awesome hockey player. I would love for him to be an Oiler. The other guy I really like who I wanted to watch all weekend, which I didn't even notice maybe once or twice, who in highlights is that Dubé guy. He's fucking awesome, but he was irrelevant. He did nothing. I, I don't know if they're just in a rut, the whole team overall. I don't think they played – they all shot the Oilers 2-1. to one. I know it was a big lead, so, I mean, that's relative to – game situations but i don't think they're as bad as they thought i think they're just in a little bit of a rut and they'll end up being mediocre like we all figured at the beginning of the season that's a great point bro about you know the tippet and how they you they couldn't attack them i admit i didn't watch most of the game last night ken and i were into the wine but i watched some of it today on highlights and yeah now that you mentioned that like yeah they calgary really couldn't attack they they couldn't sustain i mean yeah they got Good shots away, but they were easy they saves, danger. if you will. No, high danger chances were very low, and that's a positive yeah. for that's oil. Fabulous. Fans, right? that's yep. Yep. And Friday yep. night's game being a dud, that's perfect for the Oilers. That's yeah. what they didn't need to actually do, right? Play boring hockey, and the talent will just take over. You yeah. only need to give McDavid four chances, and you got two or three goals. Yeah, if you get one of those games out of five, you're fine, right? Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you know, you're never gonna win every single game from here on out, but you know, I think. They're putting themselves in a class of, you know, this division is, you know, Montreal's in a rut right now. Ottawa just won. So they just beat Montreal. Montreal's lost two in a row here. And so they're in a funk right now. But, uh, you know, this division, it's 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 up. It's up. You know, it's market correction almost every week. Right. One team's doing good and then the other team's doing a, a bit different there after that. But no, very well said. So, um, you know, Darnell Nurse, unreal weekend for him. Over 62 minutes of ice time, um, you know, Rupper, thoughts on, on his play so far? Uh, he's picked it up. You know, I, I think he came out and maybe put a little bit too much pressure on himself. I know he came out in the uh, – or it's it's come out to say, well, um, who was it? I just read it on Thursday or Friday that he kind of came out and said, listen, I know um, – uh, cleft bombs out so I want to take all this you know pressure off this guy and that guy and I, I think that kind of got to him at the start of the year I know we were kind of all on him but I, I, I he played really really well this weekend I didn't see a lot of stuff that I was seeing in the beginning of the year in his own zone where he was trying to maybe do too much right I think I think he was you know kind of dialed it down a little bit and said okay I'm gonna get the puck to this guy 
I'm going to play a little bit solid more in my, my own end. And it's paying dividends for him. You know, he's not getting a lot of looks on the, the PP, which neither is anybody because they're, these guys are running PP one, basically, you know, <laughs> two minutes a game. And I think that needs to change real fast, in my opinion, because you can't go into playoffs if these team make the playoffs and have one power play line. I'm sorry. You can't. And what does that do to the guys on the bench, especially at seven one? You're looking at that. In my opinion, I'm looking at that and like, can I get some work here? You know, like we we do it in practice. Mind if I get a shot at it? Maybe thirty two seconds or so. Yeah, twelve seconds. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I agree. And you know, obviously, uh, you put that in the chat today. I think uh, Jason Stradwick kind of had a, a tweet on that, right? So. Uh, you know, Vandy, you want to pick up on that on Nurse's play and, and you know, what Rupert just said about the second power play unit? Yeah, there's there's two guys that I've been really impressed with and that we were kind of hard on at the beginning. And, I, you know, I publicly haven't been a fan of Nurse this set, but he has stepped up. Um, like he's 16, 17 points now. He's doing it on the offensive side, which is great. And, and not only that, I think he's simplifying his game as well. Yeah. And, and, and that is, is really helping him. He's not, he doesn't look as panicked as he did in prior years. He, he looks more relaxed and that could come with reps, you know, getting that opportunity to step in. And, and he knows that he's a high world-class athlete. He knows the other guy is JJ, uh, care. Like he, he looks, he He's engaged again, right? Yeah, he, he, you know, and, and again, he's got line mates. He's a regular line. Maybe he's not used to bouncing around and that previously is why. But he's going like, after plays too. Like he's going. Like he's fighting. He's, like, he's, 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 in, yeah, he's engaged. Like he, good for him and stepping up and yeah, like that, that's what we need. That That's the depth players that we need, you know, like accept your role. You were a scorer in the dub, but you're a fourth line. Yeah. In, in NHL, and you got to accept that, and he's doing that. Good for both of them. Yeah, exactly. Brody, your thoughts? I feel like I was with Clay. I agree with Clay about Nurse. I felt like he was, you know, didn't have the best hockey IQ. I, don't, I didn't feel before this season, sorry. I feel like he was a little scatterbrained. I, I hate to say that because they're NHLers. They're awesome. But, you know, he'd be running out of position just trying to get a little bit too aggressive randomly. You'd be like, where are you going? But I feel like all summer he must have been with Adam Oates just doing retrievals after retrievals after retrievals because he has made numerous plays where he goes back under pressure, gets the puck, and makes a quick little middle pop or whatever it is. And you're like, whoa, that was pretty good, fucking nurse. Like, that was sweet. Another thing I agree with with Clay is uh, he seems more composed. He's, he's simplifying. He's not running – not getting too excited sprinting over here he's just i saw that the dots he's yeah twice he's last calm down you know what it is it's just maturity right? maturity he's a mature player so and it's not a linear line people's growth right and him it's taken i don't know how many games he's played 300 and someone would be a guess it's just taken some time with him but boy has he proven clay wrong because he's been fucking awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry clay he's been no good he's been awesome that's what we that's want, right? yeah right? Yeah, awesome. we'll, never, we'll never, we'll be happy to be proven wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing I want to touch on here, Clay brought up uh, Jujar. I feel like they must have had a sit down with him and said, hey, listen, pal, like you're, 
fringe NHL, you're either doing this, 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 and this, and that basically just being energy fourth line and running around hitting everybody in sight every single game. Cause if you're not, you're not in the NHL. Yeah. I feel like this, he's finally got that lesson learned and he's doing it. And it's not yeah. a part, it's not an easy job. And, and, and it takes, no, it, it takes a different, different mindset to, yeah. to do his, that position. And I mean, Fiddler talks about it. Shamara talks about it. It's look, it's go ahead. Chuck. Look at Tyson Nash came out last week and I, I don't know if you read his comments, but he said, if he would have changed his game a little bit more, he would have still been playing. Right. So guys know that when, when you're in those positions, if you're willing to adapt and change, you can extend your career. If you're not, yeah. and you think that you're supposed to be somebody that you're not, like Brody said, you're out. Yeah, you're gone. No, exactly. The yeah. other thing I want to, real quick, guys, did you see when he fought yesterday? Did you see what happened when they showed the highlight package? So he's sitting there lining up for the faceoff at center ice before he fight, fights Bennett there. And they scroll to the crowd or to the bench, and you see uh, Tippett, and you see Neil and Pooley who party there, and they're all looking. They're doing this. They're looking around at, and they're, oh, they're kind of pointing. And then you, they scroll back to the center ice, and you see Jujar looking at the bench, almost like he was saying, "Hey, I'm going to fucking fight this guy." And he got the approval from the coach. Yeah. I don't know what happened there, but it certainly looked like that. It did. It did. I picked up on that on the replay. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly. So no, it was it was definitely uh he's definitely picked it up and you know we he we we've been hard maybe on him and I know other people in the media have and and whatnot. But um I just want to get your guys' quick thoughts. We'll kind of shift gears here, but um, you know, kind of the blowback on Twitter and we know how Twitter can be and whatnot, but you know, on you know, the the Friday broadcast with the Calgary Flames with Cassie Campbell Pascal and Eric Francis. So I don't know if you guys want to comment on it or what you guys feel about that situation, but uh, you know, I, I kind of think it's 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 unprofessional in my mind. Like I know what Eric Francis is trying to do; he's trying to get clicks, right? So that, and that's what he's trying to do, and that's you know that's what Spectre does. So I don't think uh, I'll, I'll say this: I don't think Sportsnet is putting Cassie Campbell in a position to succeed because her relationship with the Calgary Flames organization. So her husband's a assistant general manager there. And I think that kind of puts her in a tough spot. I don't know if you guys, anyone want to pick up on that, but I think she's I, great at what she does, but I just think that just kind of hurts her in a way. No, I don't think she is good at what she does. No, eh? You don't? Eh? No, I don't. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with being a female. No, no, I'm not. I, no, I, it's, I just, uh, take it, it, and I, that added to the game, you know, you, you listen to Jack and Louie, um, you know, Cam on the radio. A game like that, you need excitement. She just—I don't know if it's nervousness or or what. She needs more reps, I think. And I, I you know, I don't think I, I, she's not ready, in my opinion. That's—it's weird because she's been doing it for almost like ah. Uh, well, then years, she, right? maybe maybe it's not her niche. I. And that know, could be it. Yeah. No. I'm gonna catch heat for it, probably. You know. No, I. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I I cannot listen to that. Yeah. And even even the you know the the. So what is it with her? Just it is her knowledge is her her. Act- no, it's her it's yeah. her delivery. It's her delivery knowledge. Yeah. yeah I mean, we we you, it's easier said than done. It's yeah. not an easy job, obviously. And yeah. there's guys that are really good at it. Louis, um, Jack, you know, Jim Hughes and Simpson. 
the list goes on. But it, it, it's her delivery. It's just like, oh, yeah, and that added to the, the, the funk of the game. It was just, you know, the game was boring itself. Okay, then we need an announcer to kind of let's lighten it up. What about Eric Francis? What's your thoughts on that? Oh, he's, he's, yeah, Eric Francis has been like that forever. I mean, you follow him on Twitter and he's just, he pokes the bear and he knows, you know, he knows exactly what he's doing yeah. and, you know, calling out. And he's the first one to come to bat for Johnny Goudreau when Edmonton media go after him. And he's, yeah, so he he's a homer and rightfully so. He's, that's what he does. It's his job to be that homer. Yeah. I mean, like it or not, you know. It, well, I, that's where I come out on it. Like, I, you know it's to me, I think all local guys are homers, you know, like, yeah. like it, it's pretty rare. Like, you know, you look at Jason Greger's tweet and he's like, well, I wish Dave Tippett coached like slots back in the day and just kept McDavid out there seven one, you know, cause that's what Gretzky wanted and stuff like that. And then I go, you know, and then you go at it, you're like, you see that. And then you see how some other people are. And it's just like, well, to me, that's a homer take. Cause obviously you don't like the flames. Like if you live, you're from here, you're born here for the Oilers, you don't like the Flames. Do you like to see a 17-1 win, right? So, you know, but I think all guys are homers. The one thing with Louie that, that pissed me off with him uh, was the Winnipeg Jets game when the refereeing was bad. He was – when the refereeing was bad for the Oilers, he was very hard on the refs. But when it was the other way, he was like, ah, whatever. Like, he wasn't kind of – he wasn't hypocritical against it. He was like, whatever. I'm like, hey, well, it's got to be consistent. you got to be on both sides. But, again, it comes back – Louis DeBrusque is a homer, right? So – that's the way I look at it because he he's catering to that market. So, you know, so, and I think with the sports net budget, right. They normally, they advertise that game as a national game, but they had local people doing it. So I think that's something that sports net might've learned from here, but it might not because money, money is being cut. Right. So, and it's all about dollars and cents. Right. Yeah. Now. And if you already have people in that market that can call the game, you don't care about sending out two other people do, doing it from another market. So, I don't know. You you want to jump on that rupper or anything there? Or? Uh, I don't know too much. I don't want to get myself in the hot water. I'll be politically <laughs> correct right now about it. Um, just sometimes Listen, it has nothing to do with her being a female. It's her no, delivery. No, no, it's, no. It's, I, I agree. I, I, it's I not honestly good. agree. I think that um, she's trying to maybe teach the game to the viewers too much. When I we're like from Canada, good point. Very you know what good. I mean? Like, yeah. like she's got to describe an offside to me, and like, uh, I, I don't know what game it was, but I, I put it on the chat. I'm like, are you listening to the terminology she's using? It was from 1984. Like, yeah, nobody's using this kind of defensive play anymore. Trust me, they're not. And yeah. she's using like they're doing a box, a box or something. I don't even know what it was. But I was like, listen, this is so far gone that, you know, maybe she just, I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for her. I'm not, I'm not saying no, that, I, that I, I just try I don't to, hate the girl. I just no, think, no, I don't no. think that maybe she's right for her. I don't think there's nothing wrong with criticism. I think she yeah. is smart. She played the game for many, a, many years. Yeah, was very, 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 very good at a very, very high level. Mm-hmm. I just don't listen are we podcast kings hell no, no you know what i mean I so yeah. i don't go around pretending that i am but so you know well it's the same like when i come back to the homer thing go go ahead vandy 
No, it, 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 Trev's right. I mean, it, 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 it's not about her as a person. She's, I've heard her speak. I've been to seminars where she spoke. She's a wonderful lady. But it, it's about it's about the delivery and exactly yeah, what Trevor said. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I and you know you guys and I, I look at that. I'm like everyone's got their their own opinions, right? To me, I I don't mind it, but I where I come out on it as I'm like, you know, if you know the knowledge of the background of it, like her husband, she's from the city, like lives there, you know, and she her husband's an assistant general manager, so. You know, I think for some people, when they know that, they might think like, well, she's not going to be pretty hypocritical on the play or hard on the play, but she might come off as a homer, you know, because she does do flame games on the local side. But whatever, we'll move on. Um, I just thought I'd bring that up. I I, I don't think, let me add something. I don't yeah. think people need to attack her on Twitter for No, them, no, right? I think we... And, and we, that's the that's, issue. That's, and that's, that's just Twitter. Twitter. Twitter's a vile fucking cesspool. Yeah, and that comes into my next... Uh, my next segment here, you know, and the next segment I want to talk to you guys about is like, I post anything off to Matthews and man, does it get, get all the friends going? It is like the most. You're Eric Francis. Exactly. So it's the <laughs> most interesting going. Like I don't even have to say anything about Oilers or McDavid. I just have to post 34. Like I told you, Bosco, all you have to do is tweet the number 34 gets people and going. people hate you. Okay. So why, why is that then? I'll throw the question to you guys. Like why? Because because you're, you're baiting fan. them, buddy. You bait yeah. them. See, this is my thing with other, my other fans. I think like, I I think there's something inside of them that like, they're, you know, there's a word. I'm just trying to think of it, and and uh, we hate Toronto Maple Leafs fans. Is what it is. Well, that that too, but I I think like for Oilers fans, like it's kind of, uh, you know. Like, they haven't had anything great for so, for so long. So obviously you get Matthews, but I like when I post stuff about like Matt, like Matthews, like I understand they got McDavid and all that, but I like, I'm not slighting McDavid at all when I post something about Austin Matthews. So, and I think with other fans, I think at times they think, okay, if you're posting this on that, like I, like this nasty posted something last night and I kind of followed up on his tweet underneath, <laughs> like within three minutes, I got 57 mentions. Like, it's like, and I had not. I didn't say anything about Oilers. I didn't say anything about McDavid. It's just I think what Austin Matthews is doing right now. He's in the conversation. Like he is in the conversation. Like he's of what? The of what? Of the best players in the game. Like he's in there. Like he's not like there's this. There's behind a behind McDavid. You mean? No, he's in. He's in the group. <laughs> no, he's not. Hundred <laughs> percent. All day there's long. No chance he is. All day long he is, and that's the thing. Like with Oilers fans, is they'll see something like. They'll, pull, they'll post the five points McDavid got last night, but they'll forget the four points that Austin posted. So it looks different when you look at 37 points to 25 points, looks different. When you it look is different. But when you look at 37 points and you look at 29 points, that's in the conversation in my mind. Like he's he's in there. He's closing the – if the gap isn't – not closing a gap, okay? Don't even say it. Oh, it is. I'll, I'll say it all day long. Oh, my God. But I, but I, but I know how it is. And, and like I like I like him, but I, the guy's a great player. I'm a Leafs fan, and I understand where you come out on it too, Brody. Like you're you're an Oilers fan, you're a McDavid fan. So, and that's hey, Bosco, I'm going to stop you. You ready for this? Connor McDavid last night looked like Rupper's kid when he was seven years old in novice, where he's just better than everybody. And to be able to do that at the NHL level is fucking incredible. There is zero chance. Austin Matthews is even in the conversation with McDavid. McDavid is the best player in the world. 
and then there's everybody else. You can say there's dry. You can say he's in the conversation with Drysaddle, Pasternak, where Huberto to me is in that conversation. You can have that conversation with Mitch Marner with those guys. You cannot put him in the same conversation with David because he's nowhere. Connor McDavid is on another planet. And then there's everybody else. Yes, I agree. Matthews is fucking awesome. He is amazing, actually. But he's no, he's not in the conversation as best player in the planet. There is zero chance ever that is going to happen. We'll agree to disagree on that. I think he is. I think he. I think what he's done this year, I didn't. I didn't think going into this this year wasn't there. But what he's done so far this season, he's done it because everything you hear, it's like, okay, well, all his goals are coming against the shitty teams or whatever. Look at he made Carey Price look like a fucking ECHL goaltender last night with some of those goals he scored on, man. Like Carey Price fighting it pretty bad, but the one timer was unbelievable. Yeah, the one timer and then the other one on the slot. He's got a hell of a shot, and that's the thing, right? Like, so he's a shooter. He's a goal scorer. Yeah, you like I. Anyway, what are we gonna do when they're both in Arizona in five years? Oh my god! Arizona won't be in Arizona. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm joking. Keep going, boys. I'm joking. I don't know if you guys read that article from Katie Strang. It doesn't look good. What's going on in Arizona? But um, yeah. So no, I don't know. Rupper, you've been pretty quiet. Where where do you come out on this? Well, I first of all have Nathan McKinnon as the best player in the (laughs) NHL, and then it's a one B for Connor, and then there's the rest. That's where I stand, and that that'll set everybody off because it usually does. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I'm sticking with Rupp. I've I've agreed with him, and yeah, I'm Nate yeah, McKinnon's the best player in the game. Yeah, it's a Boys, far did you not watch McDavid yesterday? It was oh, really he, gross. He got five points. Listen, it was beautiful. Yeah, not it was even nice. that. Every, he made yeah. everybody look like they were from the ECHL. It, is, Alex, the is Alex is Alex Angelo Petro Angelo the best? defenseman in the game right now everyone no. says would we, we agree like okay. no we wouldn't agree when, when, but he's awesome the consensus, okay. the consensus when, is that he, he is so. when he's coming through the and and he's and petrangelo's mic'd up and he's like oh boy <laughs> oh boy like that's <laughs> no, mckinnon man he's got you that what he said on the bench though like he went to his no. D partner goes, i didn't i didn't know yeah his D partner goes there's nothing we're gonna do there i think he's, no Nick he's the best the he's the best he player in the game shot yeah. He's the best player in the game, bar none. He didn't yeah. even go around Petrangelo. He just went wide on him and shot Whatever. Him. He backed him up pretty much right into his goaltender, though, right? So, well, yeah. Like it's anyway. We yeah, no, I, I, so. I, it has nothing to say. Like I think Connor's unreal, but my my point on it, and I think this is a good debate, and we can keep on going for a few more minutes on it. But but I just I, like he, I think with the Oilers fans is is they're you know they they got some kind of like. Thing just built up and it's not even me it's like you got other media likes from other parts of the world not even race the Toronto media out of this when it's anyone else and they kind of chime in it's a personal attack all the time like you guys would be surprised at the messages i get privately when i post anything about matthews and that and that and it's one thing i was actually talking to doug mclean about it today and he goes how come you're not an oiler fan and i said i said i because it's the fans like, I don't like the team because the fans. And that's it. Like, I actually think it comes back to what we said before. The fans don't know much about hockey in this city, man. They're not that smart. So, and that's and that's just true. And that's true. And we've had people on this podcast that have, like, confirmed that numerous times. So, you know, I'm not going to. Hang on, hang on. I'm They've confirmed that Oiler fans aren't knowledgeable. Not yeah. that, that, yeah, that the guests, that our guests aren't 
knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah. like no, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, like I'm not gonna take every weather fan like that because I think some of them actually know know a thing or two about the game, you know. But I, it's the same thing in Toronto. There's some guys that know much about the game, and some guys don't. Like Joe from the Bridge. There's a, how many Joe from the Bridges from here that are just super weather fans, and they they see it like I get it all the time. I get it. So you know, Who's, I think he's closing. Who the hell's Joe from the Bridge? It's just the it's just the name. It's just the oh just okay. Nothing. Is that I dark guy? I got into it with a guy that my brother, one of my brother's friends, and he won. You remember that uh, years ago a thing called a hackabuck on the Oilers thing, and you could win. You had to break down analytics, and then the winner got to go and actually present to the Oilers. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Yeah. So this guy won it. He's one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. His brother is a super genius too. Fucking, you he were friends with forever, and you're saying that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So he wanted, so he would be in presenting analytics based on blah, 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 to Craig McTavish, Kevin Lowe. This is back in that kind of era. He is of the opinion that Nuge is, Taylor Hall is more, is a better hockey player, better hockey player than Nuge. He would rather have Thomas Tatar than Nuge. And I'm not saying points, this, I'm like, are you fucking, what, what, how, how do you possibly say, I was like, there's no chance Nuge isn't more important to the Oilers than Taylor Hall is. I or if you could pick Tatar over Nuge, there's who would do that? Well, I think he won a contest. He won a contest, but the, all this is based on numbers. <laughs> yeah. And and he got he won a contest and was able to present information to the Edmonton Oilers, which they may or may not have used. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, Gregor said that on his show this past week, right? So because Rashad had the tweet about contract talks with Nuge and the Oilers have broken off and they've been off for quite a while and, and Rashad t- touched on that there's a possibility that Nuge might not be here after this year and Gregor was like well I just get Thomas Tatar he's a better player he's a better goal scorer than Nuge so, so. I'm talking a hockey player no I know I know that yeah yeah but yeah no it's uh it, it, it's an interesting concept and I, I know we want to touch on this do you guys feel that like we'll change subjects whatever the Matthews you know mcdavid thing we'll get we can debate that every podcast yeah exactly right so it is what it is it's keep keep doing what you're doing yeah no as long as people are clicking like as long as people are clicking on the two months that's all we want exactly bosco francis exactly so (laughs) i i I, but to come back to what the next part i want to talk about is i think do you guys feel because me me, like i personally feel this is a this is a must win like get to the Stanley cup finals have a hard push this year with this Oilers group. Do you feel that way, Rupert, too? If it's not this year, it's got to be the next year. That's it. I think your window's two years with this club. Yeah. See, why, why do you say that? Because, man, like, then then how many more years is this going to be? It's yeah. always been, oh, next year, oh, next year, oh, wait till the cap is this and we get these guys off the books. Man, listen, I understand that everybody thinks that Connor is a stand-up guy and and is just going to stay here for the rest of his life. But if it's going to be the same old song and dance here, man, wouldn't you want out of the uh, – wouldn't you want to go somewhere else? Like, think about that for a second. Well, this is my Dark Vader comment that's going to get everyone going. It's actually funny. I was – you know, every time the season ends with the, in this market, when the orders are done – He's on the next plane out of here. He does not spend a one one single day training here in the summer. It's well, why would he? 
It's Toronto. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy into that. I, I buy a That's, lot. Into, I buy a lot no. into that because I'm like. I wouldn't buy into any of that. Buddy, if I had, if I had, stuff. if I had his money, I wouldn't live here either. No, I know. Nobody teller stays here minus a handful no. of guys in each team. They all go back to wherever they're from. I'm going to Kelowna. I'm going to Muskoka. Like, I'm. I'm much into the city and no. what the process is here. Because you, you always hear that from some of the media here too, and whatever the media is, what the media is, he's one of the last guys to get here. He's one of the last guys to be checked in. You know, it's like he's in Toronto as long as he can at Bio Steel. He's in Arizona now, like for that month. That that's a thing now. That Arizona thing we saw this summer. That's a thing now. That's so you're going to critique a guy for going to Arizona yeah. to go get better hockey to come back to help. Oh, no, I'm not critiquing it. I'm just saying, like, I I find it interesting that he's he's it's the, he's the first guy out of town. Like, no, you're you're, you you're fishing, Bosco. There's nothing. Yeah, that's yeah, there's we'll, nothing there. We'll agree to disagree, but I I personally no, think there's something in there. No, he went home and then he went to Arizona to get be a better hockey player. So. No, he probably went to his lake house in Muskoka in Ontario. No, he does. If he does. He does. I would go. I'd go to. I'd go to Okanagan. I'd, and then go to Arizona train, because it's the summer. We don't even have <laughs> summers anyway, fucking anyway, here. But anyways, well, I I took away what Rupper was saying. Like I, I I do I do agree with that. But I a lot of it is the reason why I agree that this is this is the year. I don't even think next year is the next year because we see so often in free agency that it just never works out. When you're trying to sign big deals yeah. and this and that, it just never works out. No, I, so you're probably not going to hear my opinion on this, Bosco. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. This year, they probably need to at least win one playoff round and be a competitive team, which they already are. Win around, do well. If if they lose in six or seven, I don't think it's the end of the world. Next year, maybe but two rounds. Would eat, worst case, two rounds. Get to the second round again. As long as they're in the conversation and they're good, they have lots of D coming. They have lots of cap space. They're going to be better. I'd, and enough but with the McDavid. McDavid's not fucking leaving. We're going to get better and better and better every single season. That's just the way it is. That's what's going to happen. That that cap space is yeah. eating up pretty quick, though, right? So before you even sign anyone. But they okay. Regardless mm-hmm. of the cap, then they have all these young D. Who are, yeah. Bears is going to be better. Jones is going to be better. Bouchard. All those three are going to be regular NHLers next year. I love Brody. I love Brody brings up Jones. Remember, remember yeah. Brody's. You're supposed to have 22 points this year. Jo- Jones, Jonesy's getting 45. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just bugging you, Brody. I'm just bugging no, no, no. You. That he was is, funny. He can still do it because you know now the Kuko's out. He's gonna have learned his lesson. He's gonna come back next game and look out. Jones is still getting still good point. season. That's, oh. a bear, that's a bear's not healthy, right? So, I'm just, I'm just hacking on you. I'm just no, hacking on you. And that's a good, that's a good banter. No, I, I, I just think you know you're probably not going to have Larson next year. You know, you got the expansion draft, so you're probably going to lose a defenseman. You know, you have to protect Oscar Clefbaum, whether he's here or not. You still got to protect that that player. Why? You know, so, what's that? You have to. Yeah, you have to because he has a no move, right? So unless he waves okay. his no move, then then you then you won't be be able to. But you know, so you're probably going to lose a good defenseman on the back end. So you, those three guys you mentioned, you might not have one of those guys, right? So so it'll be interesting to kind of see. How hey, can out. can we get Bouchard a like a different number and a better jersey? So he, do, so he doesn't look like an affiliate with a taped on last name. Like fuck. <laughs> it looks like his jersey is so big. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Get him like a number. Give him Kevin Lowe's number. Well, I think you were number two. So, but I, I don't know. know. But whatever. Just yeah. like, like he looks like he's an affiliate they used to get, and you'd have to tape over 
you know, I remember when I got, I got affiliated in PVB major or whatever. And I I think it was minor. minor. And I think, (laughs) I think it was Rick Gerard or Dwight Clips. One of the two, they had to, they like taped over the, the name bar and yeah, like get him a jersey. He looks like an affiliated player. Yeah. Anyway, I I think, yeah, like, I'm, I, I, I don't, know, I don't we know. We don't need to go on on that. Yeah, I know. Just... I, 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 but to come back to our conversation there, I don't know if you ever see the day Connor stands in front of Micro saying, I want out of here, but I think the agent kind of would, would headline that charge if that ever happens. But we'll wait and see on that. You know, it's, uh, not happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's your take. I, I say different. So again, like we'll agree to disagree. And that's what's good for the podcast. <laughs> but, you know, I don't think Connor McDavid finishes. I'll just say this. He does not retire as an Edmonton Oiler. He does not finish his career as an Edmonton Oiler. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, you can tie it to, to John Tavares, but it's actually LeBron James that started this. Like these, these star athletes have more power than they ever did before. And it's happening. It's going to happen in the NHL. We haven't seen it fully yet. But these super teams are going to eventually happen. Like these loaded up teams with like two two really, really big stars. It's going to happen, especially when you got these camps in Arizona where these guys are going there. Like that's that's a that's a game changer in my opinion, you know, because you're starting to see like it's it's pretty rare. Like the last two big name players to sign eight-year contracts are the guys in this city, you know. We touched on on the podcast with, uh, with Hart Levine on the Puckpedia podcast that we had on recently this week. You know, you got the Barzells, the Matthews, the Marners, all these other bigger name players. They're all signing shorter term deals. So it's just, that's it, going to create something different for the NHL. So, you know, like, can we, can we enjoy the Oilers being eight and two and not talk about Connor leaving? And no, all the three game wins. Fucking Darth Vader here. No, but I, my, my thing is, is how, <laughs> I brought it up. No, I, <laughs> but, but I personally think just with everything going on, like Tyson Berry looks like the Tyson Berry you had in Colorado, yes. you know, and, and he's probably going to get a payday if this keeps up, you know, unless he takes less to stay here and says, you know what, like this is unreal. And, but who knows, like that's, he's been very vocal on trying to get paid, you know, so he just, it wasn't a good go. It's having a great go here. So, you know, it's, and, and that you're seeing that every, every, in, in every game. So, but, uh, you know, and the goaltending situation is holding up now, right? I don't, Rupert, you want to touch on that? No. I don't. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear you. <laughs> what am I? You can't no, hear I me? Think, I, no, I couldn't hear you there. No, I cut out. Yeah, I cut out. But, no, I just, um, yeah, I think I think it's it's better. You know, Koskin, like he said, he's been able to get some practice time in and, you know, you're back to that one-two punch like last year that was really good. They had the rough December, but they look pretty good right now. Yeah, I just – I don't think I, – I think the thing with these two guys is – and listen, I'm not a professional by any stretch, but I don't think you can ride them, you know. I know a lot of gold guys are like, okay, let's ride this guy. He's hot. He's winning. He hasn't lost. But I think with age as a factor with both these guys is you got to maybe go three games max – and then flop it back to the other guy. Maybe two. I, I don't know. I saw that in Smith, right? Like, Smith got that no decision, right? Yeah. And he, he didn't look sharp. He played two great games, had the no decision, kind of got the rest from that, came back, played well. So I think you got to – I think you got to mix in – what is he, 40-something? Is he 40? I think 38. Whatever. Round it up to 40. Yeah. You yeah. know, you just – I think you got to make sure that guy's rested. He's playing well. 
they're, well, they're stopping pucks, but the team in front of them in their own zone is playing better too, right? So that's the key, Robert. Yeah, you know, an Archibald and and that line with 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 uh, Kara and, and Ennis looks really really good too. So, are you guys worried about uh, Cahoon right now? Play his play so far? Yes. Yeah. What do you see in there? Well, he's brought he's brought in here to be top six, and yeah. he's not. Well, he's he not was being a top six. Rupp mentioned it a couple pods ago. He 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 was given given a second yeah, line exactly. spot. And yeah. Now, okay, kid, now you got to earn it. You're not you're not producing with 29. Yeah. What do you see in there, Brody? He is irrelevant. Like he's the one game. Obviously, had that awful turnover for goal, but it's I'm he's off that line for a reason, yeah. and the reason is he's done nothing. He doesn't deserve to be there anymore. So until he proves it, he's not going to be there. And I have no—I don't know him as a player, other than a couple highlights here and there. I—I I, I, I don't I, think I, he's irrelevant. I—I I think he's working hard. I—he's yeah, just well, not. Sorry. He's, yeah. He's, he's not accomplishing not anything. Top, if he was a healthy scratch, he'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But yeah. he's not. He's certainly not a serviceable NHL hockey player currently. No. Nope. Right, he, he's not certain, definitely not a top six forward. I agree, nope. and but I, I, maybe he is. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I've only seen him for this 15, I, six, I'm whatever we had 16 games or something. But. More of a top six play out of uh, Archibald right now, you know, like he's yeah. like he's very he's very engaged every night. I think he's kind of got some sneaky offense that. Is kind of hidden at times, you know. On on the on, I think if you get if you give him more minutes, it'd be interesting to see what he can do. Because obviously, when he does play with Connor, seems to perform quite often too, right? So you want kind of wonder if they're gonna, you know. But I understand they're balancing out the lines, but yeah, it would be interesting if there's any like I don't know. We if that's one bad takeaway, I think everything's pretty positive right now. You got to be happy with the production you're getting from the back end, you know. It, like Rupper said, maybe you just go two and two. You go, Smith, here's two games. Regardless if you get a shutout in the second game, we're going to give Koskin in the third game. And Listen, Archibald's never been a point guy. I know yeah, that. Third liner, right? Yeah, like yeah. he yeah, – I don't think – no. He, he, he's, he's fitted where he's at. I think he's better let's than not, – Let's not start putting Archibald he's up. He's doing with, well, so let's like, leave him where he is. He doesn't yeah, exactly. I think he's, he's better than – what he is because that's think he, I think he's given 16 some juice too. Yeah, I think he's yeah. better than Brendan Gallagher right now. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that's good with the others is they're – you know, at the beginning of the year, we talked, we need depth scoring. There wasn't any. Now there's plenty of it. Yeah. Lots of guys are chipping in. Yeah. And that's what it might be. I think I've mentioned this at the beginning of the year. There are 15 forwards. I don't know how many we have, but there's one guy goes out, two more come in, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they're all chipping in. Yeah. There's a ton of them that are third, fourth liners that are all, and they're fighting for those positions. Therefore, when they come in, they're fired up because they know their position might be gone if they don't play well. Yeah. And they're all chipping in regardless yeah. whether it means a goal or assist. They're, they're battling for pucks. They're chipping pucks out. They're chipping them in They're They're fighting. They're battling. And they're, they're not getting hockey. And, it, and now them. eventually they're all chipping in and hence why the others are rolling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you, uh, are you, you're looking forward to this uh, two game set against Vancouver. You know, Vancouver seems to be a bit playing a bit better. Um, you know, maybe that would give the Oilers a bit of a challenge here. Bandy. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I was 
interested to see what they're going to do tonight against Winnipeg. They've been struggling. Yeah. But I think they're they're going to start turning around. You're going to get they're going to oil are going to get challenged these they next got, two they games. Got the Leafs three games in a row starting on the weekend, right? So that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think on Saturday night they got the Leafs, and then. But yeah, um, you know, so we'll talk about the 500 points. But with Connor McDavid getting his 500 uh, point, kind of, and he obviously matched Sidney Crosby there. How special is that to see Vandy in a probably in a more tougher era to score, you know, than maybe when Crosby's well, there? I, right? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about one of the best players on the planet, and he, he yeah, got his 500 and what, 339? 369. That- uh, 69. And then we got Tippett. Same thing. 600 wind, yeah. 600. And I mean, oil are, are, they're rolling right now. They're on a peak, you know, season's full of peaks and valleys. They're in a peak right now. Let's enjoy it. Connor's, you know, he's Connor. Connor to me and Connor. His cookies. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, you he's know? I'm not 500 points. At all. I just, you know, I, I think if Matthews just keeps on produ- putting it, putting away here, and you and, couldn't help yourself, eh? Well, no, he's back to Matthews. <laughs> chipping away, man. He's chipping away. <laughs> no, it's a tip gets six hundred and Connor gets five hundred. Same yeah. night, good job. And then uh, Brody, your thoughts on that? And I saw the coolest stat. I'm going to read it here. I pulled it up while you brought that subject up from. Jason. Hang on, hang on. Hashtag. Are you ready for this? Yeah, uh, it's a cool stat. He said. Uh, so they both did it in 369 games, him and Crosby. Then uh, they finished the game with 501, both of them. The next night, they both went pointless. Then the next night, they both had five points. What? Really? What are the odds of that? That is creepy. Eh? <laughs> like, that's crazy, right? Like, that's not normal. That's hockey so, gods. That's death, right? that guy closer coming in yeah. with some heat right there. <laughs> yeah. well, are you sure it wasn't talking. you that was presenting? Yeah. To the yeah. Oilers with the analytics? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So do we think he is ready for this? Or do we think he can be better, worse, or the same? Can he do the next 500 and 369 games? I think he's better. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh I think I think when all said when all said is done, you know, when his career's over and, and Crosby's career's over, I you know, definitely points wise, he's I think he surpasses him points wise. You know, it's still young. You know, he might get three cups. Who knows? Like, it's... I I heard something interesting yesterday. I can't remember who was saying it, but it was a great analogy about Sid. Is Sid is... His work ethic... I'm not saying Connor's work ethic isn't, but Sid has, like, a third, fourth line work ethic with, obviously, high-end skill. Yeah. Like, he's, he's built, like, a third, fourth liner, but he's... And, and it wasn't exactly what I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but yeah, I, you know, I, Connor does, yeah, Connor will, will beat Sid in points, I think. Yeah, I'd be so buddy of mine is the Oiler, buddy of mine gets to practice in net with the Oilers injured player. So he's practiced with all these NHL players over the course of X amount of years. And he was lucky enough in 2010, I want to say, go to Calgary and practice with the Canadian team was there. So he got to practice with Crosby. And he was like, there's, I've never seen anything like it. Really? He's like, he would, and his analogy was, or not his analogy, he said he would, 
the word finish every drill. So the drill was whatever, doing a wall work, pick up a puck, turn this way, do that way, and shoot the puck. If he didn't score, which obviously would be rare because my buddy's just a men's goalie, that puck was ending up in the net no matter if my buddy saved and the puck went all the way down the ice. He's going to get the puck. He was coming down. He was yeah. scoring. Like he I think that's what it was like third, fourth so line work ethic. Yeah. Just in a random practice with yeah. my buddy yeah. all by himself because he is – that's just how it's ingrained in him. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah exactly. You ever hear McKinnon's story on him on spit and chicklets with yeah. him climbing up and running up the hill? Yeah. Yeah. Like, just unreal. Right? That's not normal behavior. <laughs> yeah. And you would think like why is so fucking unbelievable? Yeah, you, yeah, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't doubt it that you there's stuff like that with with McDavid, but a lot of like his content is controlled through his sponsorship, and then obviously, you know, Sid's got no social media at all. So the only time you really ever hear it is if McKinnon's on a podcast somewhere and he's kind of touching on it, or the rare time, you know, Sid does a podcast and he, it's brought it's brought to to light. But yeah, these guys, I think you know, in, in that caliber, they're just built a different way. Right. They, you know, like I, I, I would not be surprised if, do I think Connor standing in front of a TV last night before his game, watching what's happening in auto in the leaf game? No. But do I think when he walks by a TV and he's, he, you know, peeks and sees, okay, he's got four points. Do I think he's like, all right, well, you know, let's see what I can do, right? Like, because I think these those guys are wired. Buddy, like, I would be absolutely. Yeah. I would be. Yeah, it, they're texting after the game. Like, oh, yeah. 100% yeah, you got four. I got five. Yeah, hundred percent. He texts him after. He's like, bang. That's yeah. all he wrote. A boom or something. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, went I saw on. a tweet yesterday. Wow. It had. Uh, sorry, remember the Michael Jordan? Did you guys all watch his? Uh, yeah. And it had him, and it said Matthews get four points, and then on the other side it said. So I took that personally. Yeah, and I, I think and he did, true. and he would have for sure. Hundred percent. No doubt in my mind, he didn't see yeah. that. And he was like, "Fuck this." Nicole saw Just something today. Before, and she knowing. showed me. She's like, "Somebody put Matt. It wasn't Matthews. It was oh, you got three points. Make David hold my beer, kind of thing." Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, I definitely, yeah, I definitely think that stuff happens, you know. And obviously, hundred percent, it does. Yeah, and you know, there's the article that was written when they were in Arizona, and and Anthony Duclair touched on that on the on the podcast they did with LA Freeman and Jeff Merrick, like these guys have be- become really good friends and, you know, they're obviously going to challenge each other, but you know, they, you know, they took, it, it definitely looks like they took some parts of their game into their own game. Like they looks like, like, cause McDavid's he's definitely, you know, and that's a good part is I, and I think it, it, it has to be noted is that yes, McDavid is getting better every single year. And so, you know, and so is Austin Matthews, but that's what those players do. Like all those players do like, like McDavid talked about it, you know, leading up to his 500 point where he's like, I want to be like Crosby. Like I wasn't going to face us. Now I'm going to face us, you know? And that was something that Crosby took apart. Hey folks, Rupper here from two months. I got to tell you a story. I was 15 or 16 years old when I first started trimming my nuts. And like an idiot, I was using scissors. Right? Who uses scissors? I did. Ended up clipping one of the one of the balls. Didn't feel too good. I wish Manscaped was around back then. You know what I'm saying? That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months. That's right. 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. The Lawnmower 
Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents like I did to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. That's right. I said quiet stroke technology. If you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Don't be an idiot like myself and be using the trimmers or the scissors. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 2 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. 1,000 NHL game. Travis Ajak doing it this weekend too. So uh, your thoughts on that, uh, Brody? Start with Sid. I loved when they all tied their laces together. That was freaking cool, man. That was pretty neat. He's an unbelievable, unbelievable player, and he deserves all the accolades and love he's getting from around the hockey world because he's phenomenal and he's a great – he's just great everything he does, right? Every, I know he's boring in the media and such, but he's – if you're a kid, you love Sidney Crosby, and that's fantastic, right? He's never – can you can you name one thing Sid's ever done? You're like, oh man, that doesn't look good on Sid. Never. Right? And he's how, how old is he? 30 something? 33. 33. There you go. Right? He's just he's 33 years old, guys. Like, thought, eh? Fuck are we old? Yeah. I know. <laughs> True professional through and through. Somebody your kid can look up to yeah. and a phenomenal hockey player. Travis Zajac, he was actually a pretty good player, right? He's obviously getting old. The fact that he's still I didn't even know he's still playing. Yeah. The fact that he still is, he's uh, I always liked him. I always picked him late in my drafts up until five, six years ago. Just I'm a reliable just, player too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Solid, right? New Jersey, right? That's yeah, yeah. All Lamarell, with... right? He can play any role. Yeah. I always liked him a all lot. with the same club. Yeah, exactly. So too, right? I think someone said Yeah, that's probably wrong. I'm thinking, but someone said something on Twitter about uh he's like the first New York like New York born player area area player with a thousand games, but I think they No, got, he's from Winnipeg. No, I know that. I think they got corrected wrong. Like someone yeah. on NBC said that. Because he was one of the he he I mean he had a good solid point career in the NHL, but he he put up big numbers in in junior and college, but he adapted and Brody talked about it earlier. He adjusted the way he played. I think of Trev too where he realized in order to play a thousand games in the NHL, I got to play this way. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no. And then obviously I think the whole ceremony with the penguins thing was awesome. Them tying the skate at the same time and incredible. Everything was just, uh, was, was great to see. So, um, yeah. And, uh, our next podcast is going to come out. I know bro, you weren't a part of this. You were, you are working there. You're busy, but, uh, Vandy, you know, quick thoughts, uh, before we jump to the, uh, Camoon interview next week, it's, or a couple days after this podcast drops, but, uh, yeah, just what a beauty, right? Oh, he incredible. You want to have a beer with the guy. Like yeah. I wanted to reach through and, and cheers him. Yeah. He's a good dude. Um, we had back to back, you know, we had Brent Sutter, and yeah, what a great interview that was. Well, and he talked how oh. how highly he talked of Cam, yeah. and then you meet Cam, and you're like, "Look, I'm I'm loving this. Yeah. This is we're meeting some of the best people in the game." I know Alberta born, 
you know, and good old Alberta boys. And he talks, you know, he throws jabs about North of the river and yeah. no, nah, he, he was, you can just hear, feel his energy through the interview and you'll hear it. It's, and he's got an unbelievable story about his, a playoff game when he was in Lethbridge oh, yeah. and how his parents got, it's, oh, it, like just, Rupper said in our chat, he broke the record for minor hockey, uh, you know, breakdown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he loved it. And he loved his minor his hockey. His passion, man. Yeah. I remember when he first started with TSN and he came on and you could just feel his passion. Yeah. And he, he just, and he you could do there, right? Like the yeah. Hockey. You know why Sutter, re, not relied on him, but, but leaned on him a bit for, yeah. you know, he, knowledge of the game and, and just his passion for life and getting in the game. It's, yeah. It was yeah. awesome. Great interview. I too bad. Well, no, it wasn't too bad. I had to go coach the U 13s and they were buzzing boys. Yeah. Bill Woods is back. <laughs> Settle down. Bill Woods is never back. I think Brody will look at their. We're coming back. There's a good shot to the St. Albert people in that podcast. Oh, I'm halfway through. I haven't heard the St. Albert shot yet. No. So you'll hear that in the Mooner interview. He kind of talks about him going to beat St. Albert there. So, and how sweet that was. So, but uh, yeah, we'll finish up on that. We appreciate you guys joining the Two Points podcast and sticking through us if you made it this far into the podcast. Uh, thanks. Uh, and we'll uh, chat soon.